Syracuse plays in the Final Four today. Cuse Women's Lex taking on Boston College in the Final Four at 5.30 p.m. this evening. There's a lot to be excited about. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Syracuse basketball's home opener. We're going to talk about some all-ACC nods heading into the football season as well. A ton to hit on heading into the weekend on your Friday episode of Locked on Syracuse. So why waste any time dilly-dallying? Let's dive right in. Our Locked on Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Welcome into your Friday episode of Lockdown Syracuse. I'm Owen Valentine saying thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, name it. We are there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. A lot to talk about, as we mentioned in the open. Syracuse women's laps playing against Boston College in the final four tonight. That's what we'll start with a little bit later on. We've got the home opener, the season opener set for Syracuse basketball, and a couple of all ACC nods to hit on in terms of Syracuse football. A lot to get to this Friday. Let's dive right in. It is a beautiful day, right? Where we're starting to get back in, and it just feels like the vibe is right. You know, it's Memorial Day weekend, and Syracuse lacrosse is still a lot. On the woman's side, the men's side, not so much, but we're talking women's lacks right now. We're talking Kayla Trainer and company. We're talking year two in the trainer era and the first Final Four appearance for Syracuse in this new bright horizon uh, that is the trainer era. Now, this is a game that I, I think holds a lot of history. And a game, especially in terms of recent history, means a lot for Syracuse. Not that a Final Four doesn't naturally mean everything in the world already. But I will say this, Syracuse, in the last season under Gary Gate on the women's side, made their way to the national championship back in 2021. Who do they face off with? Boston College. They fall short in that game. Who's an assistant coach on that BC team in 2021? No one else but Kayla Trainer. Shortly after that game, Gate switches to the men's side. Trainer comes to Syracuse, comes to the alma mater to take over a program that is in great shape at that point in time, right? The runner-up in the country inherits some solid recruits, inherits many a star-studded roster, and continues to grow, continues to build. And she is absolutely outstanding. One of the most promising young coaches in collegiate lacrosse gets nods from all across the country. If you read articles about Syracuse lacrosse, Kayla Trainer is rightfully being praised for how effective of a coach she is immediately. She's young. And she says, you know, she'll put her hand up and say, I've got a lot to learn. But if this is what you're doing in terms of impact, in terms of effectiveness, in terms of career at this point in time, 
at this age with a lot to learn, strap in because this is going to be an immaculate coaching career if that is the case, which I definitely believe it will be. She's getting praise from Boston College's head coach in articles over at Inside the Cross, talking about the impact she had on that 2021 roster that won a national championship for BC. And now you look at it this time around, trying to bring Syracuse women's lacrosse to glory. It was a phenomenal season, regular season once. Started out incredible. Make their way to the number one seed in the country. The number one ranked team in the country. And then this right here is where this game means all that much more once again. Right? You've got the recent history for so many players on this Syracuse women's across roster, right? So many of these individuals were on that 2021 team that fell to BC, right? They've got that sour taste in their mouth. They know what it feels like to get there and not finish it off. And it hurts. It's not great. And it's really tough. But that is all right because this is a team that can recover and do what they need to do. And I think it hurts, but being there and experiencing the loss goes an incredibly long way. You look at players, Megan Tyrell on that roster, Emma Tyrell on that roster, Emma Ward on that roster, so many other impactful players on that roster, Sierra Cockrell on that roster. You look at so many players on that roster and having that experience goes a long way. I'm going to say this, and it is not the same in terms of impact, in terms of what it means. I lost a championship game junior year. Lost in a championship. Whole team, right? Stings. Hurts. You don't like it. Following season, right back in that championship game with the experience with the knowledge, with the awareness of what this game is, what this game means, and how to do it, win it the next season. There's been a one-year gap, but I think the similar a thing applies here for Syracuse. Right? You've been there, and you know how it feels. And I think that goes all the more far, or gives you so much more in terms of this core that were impact players already and part of the stars already for Syracuse lacrosse in 2021. Make it back this time around, come championship weekend with a Friday game against Boston College. I diverged there, but BC gave Syracuse their first loss of the season this year in a game that also stunk. It's a game Syracuse led by six at some points. And it is a game that Syracuse led for, I believe, as Kayla Trainer quoted in an article, 59 of the 60 minutes. It's a game that hurts. It's a game you probably want back. But it is a game that you can learn and grow from. And then Syracuse drops couple days later, week or so later, in the ACC tournament semifinals. Now, the ACC tournament is just as difficult as the NCAA tournament in women's lacrosse. ACC 
women's lacrosse and on the men's side as well, but there's no men's ACC tournament. ACC women's lacrosse in that tournament is as difficult as it gets on any stage. That is the cream of the crop in terms of college lacrosse. That's why you see three of the four teams in the final four hailing to the ACC. Syracuse has a lot to play for. And I think they've got the team to do it. But it comes down to execution. It comes down to you need a couple of bounce back games, right? It was an unorthodox win in terms of what you're used to for Syracuse in that James Madison game, right? You're not getting the same necessary uh, firepower from your stars. And the big time performances actually come from, you know, some, some players that you haven't had to have a game like this in order to be successful. And I think that's huge for Syracuse going into this game is seeing the depth when it arises and seeing that in a game when Megan Tyrell only has two points, right? She has two assists in that game. You've got somebody who's not always the one that steps up, and this is not a knock on her. She's still an outstanding player, has had a solid year without question. But Olivia Adamson rises to the occasion with a six-point performance, four goals to assists. right? You've had that ability for players to step up. And I think that's what you need. You need the defense to show up against BC. BC's going to do their thing. They've got big-time players. They've got an 100-goal scorer or 100-point scorer on this roster as well, just like Syracuse does in Megan Tyrell. It's a team that's well-coached. It's a team that has had recent success, dominating from, what, 2019 to 2021, a three-year span that was utterly dominant. Charlotte North in that mix, right? You remember that from the 2021 Natty Championship. Syracuse looking for revenge. Memorial Day weekend, 2023. Looking for revenge against BC. 5.30, that game happening. Tune in. Even if you have never watched a women's lacrosse game in your life, Syracuse is playing in a Final Four today. Get fired up. Get excited. And let's watch some lacrosse. Let's root for some orange lacrosse because I am not done watching this team yet. They got to win two more. Let's do it. Let's tune in. Let's get the Twitter sphere bumping. Let's get Central New York bumping for a big-time game in Syracuse women's lacrosse. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's talk about our new friends over at Bird Dogs. Bird dogs are absolutely phenomenal. I'm thinking fit. I'm thinking comfort. I'm thinking versatility. I look better in these shorts. I feel comfortable wearing them. A little stretchy fabric goes a long way, all right, especially uh, at work, uh, in the summer, things like that. That stretchy fabric allows it to feel a little bit more of an athletic fit as opposed to the rigidity of a more formal dress pant. Uh, versatility, right? This is the, the, the key thing for me is you can wear them anywhere. Really formal event. You can go golfing in them. Grad party season, get yourself a pair of bird dogs for grad party season, sitting right around the corner. You can hang out with friends. You can go to a meeting. You can wear them on a date if you wanted to. I was wearing them the other day. Uh, I did basically everything in them. I have a golf tournament tomorrow. I'll probably wake up 
eight o'clock tomorrow, throw some bird dogs on, hang out, sit on the couch, maybe watch some uh, sports center, watch the highlights possibly of a Syracuse final four victory uh, in the women's lacrosse sphere. And then I'll go golfing and I won't have to change my shorts because that's what bird dogs can do for you. Incredibly comfortable, incredibly versatile. And I feel like they make my thighs look better than any shorts I own. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And when you enter promo code locked on college, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every single order. All right, Owen Valentine here on your Locked on Syracuse Friday episode. We just talked about Syracuse women's lacrosse, taking on BC in the Final Four this evening at 5.30. It's exciting. It's a fun thing to play in Final Fours. You got to experience it with Cuse men's soccer early on uh, in this academic year. You get to run it back Memorial Day weekend this time around. That's fun. That's exciting. Uh, It's cool to see your non-rev sports, your lesser sports in terms of revenue, and your more Olympic-style sports, although lacrosse not as much, really get to that level. It's fun, right? Sure, you prefer basketball to do it. You prefer football to do it. But your school, your team, playing in a Final Four, that's incredibly exciting and deserves the support. Let's switch things over to basketball a little bit. We've got some basketball news uh, coming out yesterday just about uh, as the the home opener has been set for Syracuse. You've got the date. You've got the opponent for Adrian Autry's first game in the Dome as the head coach of Syracuse basketball. First regulation game as head coach of Syracuse basketball. November 6th. That's the date to circle. November 6th, Syracuse opens up the season against UNH, New Hampshire. They are, I have a buddy that went to New Hampshire. Uh, I don't know all too much about their basketball team, but I would tell you, this is a game that I think you like as a home opener. Maybe not as exciting as some of the home openers that you've had. Uh, in terms of opponent, but at the same time, you're not usually playing a stud in game one of the regular season, right? That's not what you do. Outside of those odd years where you had like the ACC season opener, you're not really doing that, right? Last season, it was Lehigh, not a great team. 2021-2022, you're opening up the season against Lafayette. Not a great team. 2020, 2021, who you open up the season against? Is it a stud? No, it's the Bryant Bulldogs. And boy, was that an interesting game. That was the COVID year uh, where there were no fans in the building. Uh, It was just media. And Syracuse trailed a lot of that game uh, and ends up winning 85-84. I was at that game. Uh, I'll do a little story time because we've got a minute here. I was working at WAER at the time on the talk side of things. So I'm doing the post-game coverage, uh, pre-game shows, hosting a podcast over there, things like that. Strictly on the talk side. Play-by-play, never really my thing. COVID was a funny time. 
and WAERs, I was there reporting for their sports talk department, but WAERs, uh, color commentator for the day, wakes up throwing up. If you remember, throw up was one of the many, many side effects of COVID or symptoms that could be plausible for COVID. Ready for this statement? Out of an abundance of caution, he decided he was not going to go to the game. Couldn't do it. Didn't want to risk it. Other people involved, some people at Syracuse, some people at the WAR professional staff chiming in to help make that decision. They turned to me to color commentate Syracuse Bryant game. It is the first live production that I ever did in terms of play-by-play or color commentary. It is the only live production I have ever done in terms of play-by-play or color commentary. It's a ton of fun. I had a great time. Corey Spector uh, was on the play-by-play. I was running color commentary. It was a funny one. Uh, For those of you that don't know, Charles Pride was on that team, Uh, Liverpool kid. I graduated the year before Charles. Uh, We're good friends, Uh, especially at that time. We were a little bit closer than we are now. Uh, And Charles had a few buckets to give Bryant the lead. And in an empty stadium where things are very, very weird. I remember there was, um, was it a Griffin? alley-oop dunk that was unbelievable. One of the better dunks I've seen in a little bio. Uh, And the place was just weirdly silent after. And so you're looking for ways to celebrate. And Charles is scoring baskets and pointing at me at the color commentary. I'm sitting on press, what you're going to call press row, I guess you could say. I'm sitting courtside. I'm getting pointed at. People are looking at me like, what is going on? And I'm trying to contain myself because although I am a Syracuse first guy, uh, it is cool when you've got people that you know, people that you uh, have grown up a little bit with, people that you are very familiar with seeing success, even if it comes a little bit at the demise of Syracuse. And so I'm trying to balance this. I'm, you know, I'm color commentating. I'm, I'm impartial already, trying to be straight down the middle. I've got Bryant celebrating basically with me as they're going up the sideline, pointing at me and going nuts, and I'm trying to stay composed. Uh, it's a little bit of a tangent, but uh, one of my favorite stories from, from my time over at WAER and uh, this, this home opener, season opener talk sort of sparked that. Uh, so I, I'm glad it got brought up uh, on an episode like this where we're, we're going a little bit of everywhere. Uh, we'll do one more year, I guess, where you, you go to – that weird season uh, where Syracuse really struggled, that 1920 season where they opened up against Virginia and it was possibly the ugliest basketball game ever. 48-34 was the final score. I was also at that game reporting for WAER. Uh, Kihei Clark almost put up, that was like, what, year three of 17 for Kihei Clark at Virginia. Kihei Clark almost had a triple-double in that game, which is incredible because there were only 48 points scored by Virginia. Right? How often do you score 48 points and win by double figures? It's unheard of. Hideous game. But this time around, opening up with New Hampshire, you're opening up the season, opening up at home, and you are opening up a new coaching era at Syracuse. 
with Adrian Autry. That should be a fun one uh, in terms of that capacity. I don't expect it to be much of a game, uh, but, you know, as we just talked about, 85-84 against Brian a couple years back, things can happen. Uh, I think Brian is a far better caliber team uh, in terms of New or than New Hampshire, but we'll see what happens when we get there. All right. Friday episode, Locked on Syracuse. We got one more thing to talk about. We've got some all ACC nods in the preseason, uh, courtesy of Athlon Sports. Uh, So let's take a look. Let's see where Syracuse footballers fall, footballers in terms of American football at this point, not football. Uh, You've got, I think your gimme is Aronde Gadsden, uh, first team tight end. Uh, I don't think there's much debate behind that, uh, especially when you list him as a tight end. If you're on the wide receiver side, maybe there are some conversations. But when he's listed as a tight end, when you're considering him a tight end, uh, first team makes all the sense in the world. So Rondé Gadsden, first team all tight end, or first team all ACC tight end. Uh, A couple other nods for Syracuse as well. Marlo Wax, second team linebacker. That's exciting. Uh, I I like what he did last season. When you look at the defense, he's one of the few pieces that's really back that you're excited to have back. Uh, There's some other guys that are rotating through some newer faces, some more role guys last year, jumping into significantly elevated roles this time around. Uh, A lot of the conversation uh, in terms of other all ACC nods from this, uh, from this Athlon sports uh, decision has to do with the punt and kick return game. Trevor Pena, punt returner on the third team. Uh, LaQuint Allen is a fourth team kick returner. Uh, Oh, no, no. He's the fourth team running back. Fourth team kick return is Pena. This is all over the place. I'm I'm summarizing a little bit. Uh, If you're looking for more Emily Liker, it's a good little article about this as well over at Syracuse.com. Uh, some other fourth team nods, Stephon Thompson, Justin Barron. Um, yeah, there's that. Uh, you know, uh, you guys are very familiar with my thoughts about football. Um, you know how I feel about Syracuse football at this point in time. You know I'm not a huge fan. You know I'm not excited. You know I've, I'm, I'm frustrated with Syracuse football. It's cool to see some all ACC nods. Um, but it is funny, though, when you're looking at all ACC nods, you're getting excited. And, you know, it's because you got a guy that's been selected for kick and punt return. Um, I don't know. I want to be blown out of the water by Syracuse football this year. That's an episode for another time. Uh, our guys over at, oh, who posted it? Um, oh, no. Big Game Boomer. Over on Twitter, started that conversation the other day about Syracuse's record football-wise. I'm not ready to give that yet. I'm going to see if I can, I don't know, compose myself a little bit, figure some ideas out about what I want to say, what I want to do. If I want to go bold in terms of what I actually think is going to happen, or do I want to say something that's a little bit more safe? I don't know. Over under win total for Syracuse football six and a half. 
I don't know uh, what my thoughts about that are. I'll tell you what, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I would not be taking the over uh, in that little debate there. Uh, so that's where we'll leave it today. Uh, we got a lot to be excited about this afternoon, this evening for Syracuse lacrosse, Kayla Trink, Megan Tyrell, Emma Ward, Emma Tyrell, all of these names trying to get back to the national championship and get to glory for Syracuse women's lacrosse. Tune in. Women's lacrosse, especially at this point in the game, the collegiate level in the ACC, in the Final Four, is so incredibly fun to watch. Take my word. Don't believe me. I don't care. Test it out yourself. Because even, you know, non-lacrosse fans, people that have never watched a lacrosse game or people that have never switched over to women's lacrosse, watch these teams play. The speed is there. The excitement is there. The high energy, the skill, the fun goals, the mess around, it's all there. And it is so incredibly awesome. I will put my hand up and say, I have not watched every Syracuse women's lacrosse game this season. I'm not here to tell you that. But the ones I've tuned into, the big games that they've played, the UNC game, uh, game, this is plural, the BC game, uh, where they dropped earlier in the season. Some of the games in that stretch leading up to becoming the number one team in the country for a period of time. Every time you tune in, something fun's happening. Watch Syracuse lacrosse this afternoon. You won't regret it. With that, I will leave you for now. Uh, I might do a little post-game episode, depending on how things go. Uh, maybe tomorrow or Sunday morning, uh, we might do a little uh, preview episode of Syracuse is playing in a natty. We can talk about that. Uh, hopefully we get there. I will let you know. Stay tuned in. I'm Owen Valentine. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We will catch you maybe Saturday, maybe Sunday. But if not those two days, I will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your Memorial Day. Enjoy the weather. Get out. Spend some time with family. Um, have a hot dog or two uh, and enjoy yourself. Uh, be kind. Make somebody smile. Go Cuse Woman's Lacks. I will see you when I see you. Peace.